I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck has foils and attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. There's nothing amazing about it. I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott! Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Nerd Alert! Hello there, it's Obi-John Kenobi, your favorite host in all of podcast, and welcome to another hot and fresh Nerd Alert. Uh, it is hot and ready. You're welcome for your convenience. It's how we do that. Uh, it is changing from 5 bucks to five ninety nine, though, so sorry. Uh, sorry, I'm way off topic now. This is Obi-John Kenobi. You're listening to Nerd Alert, and this week... We have an interesting topic for you. I feel like this is going to turn into a big edition of you know what grinds my gears, <laughs> uh, but we'll see where we goes. Uh, this is a, this is also a, a fairly unplanned episode. Well, I mean, we all agree on a topic. Uh, yeah, we should talk about that, but we haven't really discussed specifics. So where this show goes, I got no idea. Join us, and we'll find out together. But by together, I of course mean joining the game now. Player two has just dropped in, ladies and gentlemen. He is the Luigi to my Mario, the man who keeps the nerd in the top nerdy team network, Commander Scott. So, usually, my a lot of my nerd facts and things that I like to share because I don't like to just say hi. I'm more complicated than that. Um, come across my feed in some way you know they pop in and and it sends me down a rabbit hole or whatever this one actually comes um uh care of my eldrick elf from the 2022 eldrick elf gift exchange uh via the hp lovecraft historical society uh this year my eldrick elf whoever that may be out there in the world uh, sent me uh, a very scary solstice, which is uh, basically where they, they take uh, popular uh, Christmas carols. They've taken popular Christmas carols. They've created an album, a very well-produced album, um, and, and changed the lyrics with uh, Lovecraftian, you know, themes and stuff in mind. It's very, I've listened to it like several times now. It's just, it's a great CD. Um in addition to the CD, uh, I also got the Lovecraft, the the a very scary solstice, Lovecraftian solstice carol songbook, which gives uh, the you know lyrics and the sheet music to all the songs. Nice, and tr- true in fashion to H.P. Lovecraft and everything. Uh, they include elements of historicity on a lot of these things uh, and little facts here and there. And I was flipping through the book the uh, the other day because uh, one of my favorite um, 
songs, carols that's on this thing is called Freddy the Red Brain Migo. And uh, of course, it is a it is a parody of uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, right? Uh, and if you look at this, it says Freddy the Red Brain Migo, lyrics by Philip Bell, Sean Branny, Andrew Lehman, and Daryl Tyler, based on Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, written in 1949 by Johnny Marks, with a uh, with, with a uh, uh, footnote uh, uh, number one written out to it. And you go down to the footnotes here. And, and this this intrigued me, so I thought I would share this. Uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was originally written as a story in a promotional booklet for Montgomery Ward in 1939, uh, which was given away to free to Christmas shoppers. Advertising copywriter Robert L. May invented the character and his cruel reindeer friends. By 1946, some 6 million copies of the booklet had been distributed. But it wasn't until 1949 when May's brother-in-law, songwriter Johnny Marks, developed the lyrics and wrote the tune that made Rudolph the Red-Nosed uh, Rudolph the best-selling musical anthem. I'm sorry, let me back up on this, because this is what drew me to this, and I love this part here. All right, take two. Here we go. This is part of the reason why. This is part of the reason why I love the HP Lovecraft Society, and this is also what you get for not reading ahead before you do this live. Um, uh, wrote the tune that made Rudolph the best-selling musical anthropomorphic rumi, uh, ruminant artiodactyle of all time. Not and only, what do all those words mean in English? Not only do they, you know, just call him a reindeer. No, no, they have to go. They have to go with the the the, the Latin uh, classification for reindeer, which is ruminant artiodactyle, which describes what a reindeer is uh, and everything. But we stick the word anthropomorphic in front of it because he literally is. I mean, all of them are anthropomorphized in in the song uh, and the story and everything. So, yeah. I thought that was fun, you know, the the fact that uh, it was uh, it was good. Uh, another little thing that caught my eye here is in in one of the uh, in one of the lyrics in the song is it says, "Then one foggy solstice eve, Haster came to say," and they have a thing here about Haster. It says, "Although some regard the taboo against audibly verbalizing the name of Haster as a childish superstition." The editors must disavow any responsibility for what might happen to carolers who choose to sing it. Some merrymakers may wish to substitute the name of former Speaker of the House of Representatives, Dennis Hastert, although summoning him to your living room may prove no less dangerous or traumatic. That made me chuckle. So, okay. Anyway. So thank you for <clears throat> that wonderful factoid about uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Here's but here's my question, Scott. Yes. Is Yukon Cornelius involved? No, because Yukon Cornelius uh was not a character in the original story, the nineteen thirty nine nor is best. he yeah, nor is he a character in uh the song Rudolph Red Nose Reindeer from nineteen forty nine. He is a product, like uh, Obi Don just Obi John just said, of Rankin and Bass, uh, who we are not going to use on this show without written permission. <laughs> we would never we would never do that 
we wouldn't spend an entire episode talking about their animated versions of Lord of the Rings. No, we wouldn't do that. <laughs> Which, by the way, was a great episode. You should listen to that. But rounding out this terrible trio, ladies and gentlemen, look it out for those bongo drums and those flying uh, coconuts. Joining the, the, the show, the podcast, player three, the Donkey Kong to my Mario. Ladies and gentlemen, the Doc. Hello, Joshua. Shall we play a game? Okay, we're about to movie quotes. I dig it. Uh-huh, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, no. Joshua no. was the name of the computer. He says, greetings, Professor Falcon. Oh. oh. All right, all right. Scott, I got a take two. Jason gets a take two. Ready? Got another quote. Here we go. Take two. The Doc. Greetings, Professor Falcon. <laughs> Shall we play a game? Oh. How about we sing <laughs> Latino John Voigt? Can 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 we sing a song instead? Rudolph the red nosed reindeer looked into the eyes of those he killed. All right. Eight minutes fifty-one seconds. Hang on. Thank you. Thank you, Latino John Voigt. We haven't talked to you in a while. We missed you. I've been in space. Oh no! <laughs> uh, so if you couldn't tell from I'm clicking on the thumbnail for this show, uh, if you couldn't tell from my super subtle intro, today we're here to talk about video games, specifically multiplayer video games, and all that that entails. Um, so, Jay, this was kind of your brainchild. Uh, how do you want to organize this, or should we just all just go at once? Just jump well, in and see where we go. Um, I think I think the first thing we should talk about is like m- multiplayer games in general. Of like what what I guess constitutes a multiplayer game in our opinion. Okay. So okay. like, Fair you can have a game with multiple players, but does that mean it's multiplayer? Uh, yeah. So like, uh, and this is, uh, I was, I was watching a video about, uh, the making of, uh, the original Mario Kart, and, um, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, the, the genius at Nintendo. Um, even though Mario technically has two players, it's not really co-op or they're not really multiplayer. It's, it's one player goes until they die. And then the other player goes, and then the other player goes, it isn't really multiplayer uh and, and one of the things i talked about with uh with mario kart is part of the reason mario kart came to be is one of uh miyamoto's biggest issues with f-zero which is a launch title for the new uh, at the time new super nintendo is there's no multiplayer you couldn't race a friend in f-zero and the reason was technically the the, the they couldn't get the, the processing speed with two players because of the way the graphics were done on F-Zero to create that sort of 3D look that it has. Um, so Donkey Kong started... Uh, sorry, not Donkey Kong. <laughs> Mario Kart started uh, as Miyamoto just saying, make F-Zero with two players. And and the, the team, the development team, exploring how can we do that and then eventually scrapping the entire idea and just coming at it from, let's do a racing game, not on F-Zero, but it's a racing game where multiple people can play at the same time and race each other. So those are, yeah, then the whole, it's a long-winded story just to say, is Mario, uh, Super Mario Brothers, a multiplayer game because it has a two-player mode? I would argue maybe not. 
but then you know that that opens the well of okay so anything where multiple people can play at one time and there's all kinds of different variations to that so right um immediately what comes to mind for me is uh picture it it's the 1990s you're at the local mall in the arcade with a $10 bill or a $5 bill and a stack of quarters and you and your buddies are playing like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles together there you or go. or Time Crisis too. or that that massive uh was it eight player X-Men game yes yes with the double TV yeah that's I I think of that as like my first multiplayer experience. We wasted many a quarter in that Time Crisis Two machine at uh, was it Aladdin's Castle? Yes. Yeah. And then it, they just keep getting better. Time Crisis Three. Then they got like the Time Crisis esque sort of game, but you have like an M4 <laughs> instead of a pistol that you see everywhere now. Yeah. It's yeah. an Aliens version of that and a Terminator version of that. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. What, what so, about you, Scott? What was your first experience as a, with multiplayer? Well, you all had a much different '90s than I did. I'm gonna tell you. That's fair. Uh, so, my first uh, experience with multiplayer. Hang on one second here. My my mic was doing some bad stuff. Um. Uh, was with, uh, and I, I don't know, you all you all may not have heard of these, but they're called MUDs. Got uh, nothing. Got yeah, nothing. that's what that's what you get in Iowa when the snow melts. <laughs> yeah. No, so you all are familiar with Zork, right? At least in... Zork? Yeah, at least in principle. Yeah, Jean-Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg. Yeah, he was a good, yeah. Know. No, not, not, not Zork. <laughs> J.E.B. knew that by two seconds. <laughs> now, Zork. I, I know, I know, Obi-John, you are at least familiar with Zork. I know that for a fact. I feel like the only time I've heard of Zork was, um, was it in Ready Player One? Yes, it's referenced in Ready Player One. Uh, it's I, a very, huh? I've heard Scott Cox tell me about Zork. It's a, it's an old text-based game. Uh, so, MUDs are based, think Zork but with multiple people or you can well, hold on for our listeners at home. What the fuck is Zork Scott? I just, I just told you it's a, it's a text-based computer game from okay. back in the day where Scott, you know, yeah. what's a text-based computer game? It's I don't game. understand. So like it's a game that you play, but it's all, it's so all, like, it's like old Nintendo, games. like it's eight bit. Like, no, what does no, that no. mean? There no, there are no graphics. It's <laughs> all text. What? Scott, Scott. All text. Yes. What is a floppy disk? it happens to everyone jay okay don't be embarrassed by your floppy disk well that that actually is a little bit of a of a of a slippery slope because what you're thinking of as a floppy disk you're probably thinking of a three and a half inch diskette oh no i know i know know floppies i know floppy disk yeah well so are you thinking about the five and a quarter discs i'm thinking of the the original oregon trail came on Yes, the okay, so, or, so Oregon, Oregon Trail came on five and a half inch, uh, five and a quarter inch discs. They were not the original discs that became known as floppy discs. The The term floppy disc, when it came to five and a quarters, was also grandfathered in. The originals that I, as far as I know, unless there's somebody who had technology older than me, and it's possible, but, you know, 
um, were eight and a half inch discs that were very floppy. They would literally flop about very, very well. And you saw those discs in, we're going to cycle back around to war games because that's the size of disc that he loads into his machine. Uh, when he, uh, when he, oh, when he loads up his dialing program, that's an eight and a half disc, not a five and a quarter. Uh, Scott, I hate, I, I hate to interrupt you this and, and derail us, but when you say, the, you know, before the five and a half was the eight and a half. I just immediately get in my mind like a crotchety old man going back in my day. Our floppy disks were eight and a half inches instead of five and a quarter. It's just. OK, no. yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, if you want, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> get anyway. off my IBM. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, Zork. Text anyway, so, yeah, text so you were reading a book on a computer. Got it. Well, it wasn't really so much reading a book because the, the so when I say there were no graphics, that's not entirely true. Some some of them they, they, they would generate some rudimentary graphics, but they were all done with texts. Uh-huh. So they, they, were, they, they were drawings that were made with slashes. And, and, yeah. Yeah. Things of that nature. Yeah. Anyway, so a mud stands for multi-user dungeon so think of world of warcraft but all text-based oof good lord and that's the way it was and we liked it and (laughs) and it's not bad they're actually really fun uh and everything and i was actually looking up one i used to play back in the day called dragon swords and it's still live it's still up and so now I'm currently downloading a client so I can see if I Well, can... how is it still up if it's a floppy? Hell! Oh! Hey, That's John, I, John, I'm I have see a myself reference. out now. Yes, yes. John, I have a reference you'll understand. Text okay. based World of Warcraft. Hold on one second. L L E E E E E E E E E R O Y Y Y Y Y Y J E N K I N J. Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can dig it. I just okay. imagine just dude typing Leroy Jenkins. So, so Scott, multi-user. Does that mean you were all playing at the same time, or we're someone? Playing, yes, you were all playing okay. a shared world environment, and yes, you would see other players. Some muds would have player versus player combat. Some wouldn't. Just depends. Text. Uh, Turn based. It's not turn based. It's real time. So you would basically would depend on the mud too. the mud. Some muds would have different mechanics. But yeah, you would basically say attack player or uh, attack troll or attack what and with or attack with this or use hammer on or use sword on whatever. Just depending on the hand structure of the. So time out, Scott. The movie Big with Tom Hanks. Is that what he's playing? Is that a Zork? Uh, I believe he is playing Zork in that, yes. Okay, um, okay. It's been a while since I've seen Big. I'm trying to remember the screenshots. Um, uh, but... So, I, I, yes, I, have yes, a, I, I have a legit question. Yes. Was it... So, did you have some sort of, like, network set up that you could be yeah, playing it, like, at the same time? Or something? Yeah. You could do a, a multi-user dungeon on a LAN setup and stuff. You could, um, uh, but um, uh, usually they were usually they were the, so e- each one would have its own uh, basically bulletin board set up with its own port. You would have to connect directly to the mud. There was a machine somewhere in the world running it that you would connect to. 
Now, of course, you know, there are URLs for them and, and you use a client that connects to the address uh, so with it's, the support number and everything. So it'd be like some sort of, I'm just trying to imagine because I wasn't alive then, some sort of rudimentary internet sort of interface type deal. You could use bullet, bulletin board software uh, to do it. You could use a Telnet server. Uh, or a Telnet client. I don't know what any of that is? I'm lost. <laughs> AOL. Rot- is that what you mean? Talk about AOL. Rotary phone? No, no. A- a- AOL was an internet service provider. It was an ISP. <laughs> Literally. No more. No more. No more three letter or four letter abbreviations. God, I can't take anymore. Okay, <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Literally. No TEDIs or DLCSs or or EMIs or or VPs or DPs or I can't do it anymore. Yeah, I'm gonna need those TPS reports. Ah, I can't do it now. My brain is so cluttered trying to because someone speaks and then I have to stop and translate. What the fuck did they just? That's, I, I think I know that. Okay. Yeah, I, I can only imagine what it's like for you in the morning meetings when when we're when we're talking because 98 percent of it, I, I'm like, yeah, it just you learn to speak acronyms. Uh, yeah, thank God for caffeine and such. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, usually you would use a, a, a Telnet client, and Windows came with a built-in Telnet client, which is called Telnet. So that's through a phone line, Telnet, T E L. Uh, well, well, yeah. So um, most most all uh, 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 WAN connections uh, at the time were via a uh, phone line because uh, WAN. <laughs> What did I just say about three-letter acronyms? <laughs> really? See, that's a term. With the modern internet, WAN is a term that has kind of gone the way of the dodo. It, it stood for wide area network. And it was the kind of, you know, one of the precursors right before the internet just became the internet. The World Wide Web became. In fact, we don't even say World Wide Web anymore. We just still have WWW as part of our URLs. Unless you're a boomer and you still type www dot. Oh, I do. Uh, yeah, no. Sometimes I still type http colon. Oh, oof. Because this has in... been Scott <laughs> explains the world pre-internet. Well, because because when when it first, when I first started, you had to because you had to specify that you wanted the machine to use the hypertext transfer protocol, which is what HTTP stands for. Back in my day, our floppy disks were eight and a half inches, and we had to type in HTTP colon now, backslash. Now, 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 I would like to preface that I am technically not old enough that eight and a half was the standard when I was coming up. Yeah, when I was five and a half. Up, when I was coming up, when I was in 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 grade school, we were we were using the five and a quarters. Um, in fact, sometimes we were still using Commodore 64s with audio cassette magnetic tape to store shit on. <laughs> uh, State-of-the-art Teddy Ruxpin technology. <laughs> exactly. And uh, when I was in high school, uh, uh, the standard was the three-and-a-half-inch diskettes. Um, so, yeah. I, I used to have to uplink uphill both ways in the snow. <laughs> Anyway, I had to walk to the outhouse to download. <laughs> okay. Um, Again, this has been Scott explains what the world was like before the internet to, I, I will to fucking to say, millennials. I, I will say we had to wait a long time for uh, our porn pictures because they <laughs> downloaded very slow over dial up. 
<laughs> now, now you see. Now you're getting into stuff me and Jay can relate to. We, we remember dial-up porn. I just, I just get this image of Scott printing a picture of like with one of those old printers that used to go like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's a naked lady, but it's not actually a photo. It's a naked lady written in like slashes and yeah, exactly. backslashes. <laughs> it's all text-based porn. Yeah. Look at those capital O's in the middle. Oh. See, now. now if if you want me to get really geeky with this stuff, uh-oh, uh-oh. going back to dial up, we've awakened something. Sorry, <laughs> going back to dial up. Okay, prior to the high speed internet, the standard high speed internet we have to the home now, when we just went mainly dial up. Um, there were two different styles of dial up you could get for a while. You could either get a fifty six k line, or you could spring for the sixty four k line. Oh, right. those are terms I remember my parents arguing over. 56 or 64K? <laughs> yep. But yep. they were both over phone lines. So the physical lines were the same. But I can tell you what the difference is between a 56 and a 64K line. And it's not. I can tell you it's the difference is 64 8K. sounds more expensive and my dad wouldn't spring for it. It does. But the difference the, the, is not 8K. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> I was just going to say the difference was 8 the difference is not a damn your math jay yeah so uh okay so um telephone lines back in the day and i've been out of the telephone game now for a very very long time so i don't know the the last fuck 30 years of 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 development but back in the day um basically the lines were physically terminated uh and everything at at the endpoints in uh there there was a piece of equipment called a csu dsu which stood for channel service unit data service unit okay now these are eight bit lines meaning all data going across it is packetized into eight bits at a time eight binary ones and zeros okay follow me so far yeah keep going okay now on a phone line it, it it's okay because uh, the way the the way they were originally done was these 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 devices would keep the channel open as long as it saw data going across. But of course, we're dealing with automated switching, so if it ever saw no data, it would drop the line. It would drop the call. It, it would terminate the call uh, because the way phones were, you've got background noise. It's analog. You know, you're never going to have no data back in the day. Something is coming across, even if somebody's not talking. Um, however, when you get to the internet, you're dealing with digital packets of such, right? Which means if you take data that is, you know, say 32 bits long, it has to break that up into eight bit segments, right? So when it breaks it up into eight bits, eight bit segments and it packetizes it to go across these lines, um, there is a chance that you could have a packet going across that is all eight zeros. Okay. Uh, and the system wouldn't allow that. Uh, so there's a thing uh, in this called line coding, okay? Um, and the default line coding back in the day uh, from original phone and stuff, and, and once again, they're, they're, I'm, I'm speaking generally because there may have been some stuff before me that I don't know no, about. This is at the time that no, I was... No doing. one's going to fact check you, Scott. It's yeah. fine. Um, it was called AMI, which stood for Alternate Mark Inversion. 
So what would happen was the sending CSU DSU, if it saw all eight zeros, it would say, I can't have that. That's bad. We don't want all eight zeros because we don't want the line to drop. So it would flip that last bit from a zero to a one. But there's nothing on the other end to tell the receiving that that last bit should be a zero. It doesn't know it. It, it does not know that seven zeros and a one should be eight zeros because it is entirely possible that um, uh, you could have a packet that's seven zeros and a one. So because it wouldn't know, that made that last bit potentially corrupted, which means you could not use it for data, which that, that dropped your eight bit data to seven bits of data. And when you drop to seven bits of data, that means you can only have 56K coming across uh, uh, per second because that was that was downloaded. Now, later on, uh, somebody developed a new line coding. I don't know the history of who developed it or where it probably came out of at and Yes, called uh, B8ZS, which stood for bipolar eight bit zero substitution. Uh, so if the sending unit saw eight zeros, it's like, oh, I need to switch that to there was a predetermined pattern of ones and zeros that the others, the other, the receiving unit would go, oh, I know what that pattern is. That pattern is all zeros. It would flip it back to all zeros and send it on its way, which means you now have all eight bits available for data. And if you count binary, you know, across eight bits, you get up to 64K. So all full 64K per second coming across that line was now available once again, and there was much rejoicing. Grandpa Scott, can you tell us about the time that they switched from black and white television to color? Yes, I can. <laughs> sorry, I had to do that. Oh, sorry, <laughs> what? He started throwing out acronyms again, and I dozed off. Yeah, multiplayer <laughs> games, right? Anyway, multiplayer. but yes, multiplayer games. So I started. Never, with... hold on, hold on. Never, ever doubt when I say that Scott Cox is the man who keeps the nerd in talk nerdy to me. There you go. So Scott's first multiplayer was yeah, MUDS. Was, was MUDS. Now, if you if you want me to go to actual video games, you know, and stuff, uh, I would probably have to say my first uh, foray in any kind of multiplayer was probably uh, Doom uh, and such. That's the story I thought you were going to say. Yeah. Uh, I started with them before Doom, but with video games, it probably would be Doom. Uh, because when I was in when I was in high school, uh, we had a friend whose dad was an architect and he kind of had his own business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in his office, he had uh, four computers networked on a LAN. Uh, and and we installed Doom on, on all those. And like Friday nights, we go over and, and like four of us, we would network Doom and we would just play Doom all fucking night um, nice. with with each other. And those are fun times. So, yeah, I, it, with video with video games, probably Doom would have been where I started with with multiplayer. Did you share, John? I don't remember. Um, well, I think you and me probably had the same. I mean, the first multiplayer would would have been like Contra on NES, maybe. Like the first time, because yeah. again, you know, I I don't really consider Mario the original Super Mario for NES really multiplayer. It's one person goes, then the other person goes. Yeah. It, it's so the first time I played a game at the same time as somebody else playing the same game, it's probably Contra um, on NES. 
for co-op. Yeah. Still one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, but that. Yeah. But I I don't know if this is shifting gears too harshly, but Scott brings up a good point. Multiplayer well, versus, huh? I think that's where we're transitioning to anyway. So yeah. Yeah, multiplayer versus co-op. Is co-op well, still multiplayer? It is absolutely multiplayer. By definition alone, multiplayer is multiple players simultaneously. Right. So, but that's where, I mean, like, so look, we were talking about before the show, there's a lot of different categories that multiplayer falls into. Nowadays, modern gaming, it kind of has one connotation, which is the sort of Call of Duty style, massive multiplayer online deathmatch kind of thing. But every single one of those, you can take, you know, MMO, um, uh, uh, deathmatch. Those are all things you can pull out and put into their own separate category and discuss. Like yeah. MMO, World of Warcraft is an MMO. That's that's co-op and it's player versus player and it's PVE. It's all that. Yeah. Uh, and you know, versus you know, we 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 talked and I'm, I'm I'm throwing a lot of stuff out, but like as far as a versus game, like a fighting game, like Mortal Kombat or or Street Fighter. Those are multiplayer, but you're playing against yeah. the other players. So yeah, there's a lot of, again, I think nowadays multiplayer just means the same thing to most people, but it, yeah. it's a, it's a very catch all umbrella kind of term. I, I think, so I, I know lately, and I, this was going to come up eventually, but the three of us have, we started playing some call of duty world war two. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of what sparked this whole topic of multiplayer. And I, I, it's we've had many conversations about this on over headsets while playing uh, Call of Duty World War II. Yep. Um, I think what's frustrating, and John and I, I think, are in the same sort of category of frustration. And uh, Scott, well, he just doesn't get frustrated, I guess, with multiplayer games. Well, hold like on that. now. So, so we're we're about to everyone buckle up. You're about to get a a uh, uh, a rant from the doc. No, you, it's not a rant. It's, it's just it's okay, Jay. Go ahead. The floor is yours. I, I think. Well, first of all, let me say I suck at playing online multiplayer in Call of Duty. Okay. Is there an offline multiplayer? <sighs> Yes, technically, but no. I mean, if you did split screen locally, yeah, you, there is a split screen local option for that yeah. game. Surprisingly, uh, uh, but anyway, so playing multiplayer, I'm terrible at it because I don't put in the hours that other people put in, and I recognize that. I recognize the talent and the time that people put in to be really good online, like multiplayer people, and just dominating things got it right but what's frustrating is when you're a new player and the only way to level up is just to slog through getting killed thousands of times to maybe get like a thousand xp there's a there's a reason why it's called a grind jay i yeah i get that but like when you're just absolutely dog trash (laughs) at playing multi like playing multiplayer and yes, I know I'm not absolute dog trash. I still can get kills and whatnot. But when you're dying 50 times and only getting 11 kills, it is a it is a slog fest. And I, I guess that's what really kind of bugs me about the whole multiplayer experience with like Call of Duty and those types of games. There are online multiplayers that I enjoy. 
that I really, really like playing that sort of multiplayer because it's not this just like slog. If, if that makes sense to you guys. Yeah. It's a frustration I'm sure everyone has. And, and it's, yeah. it's, it's a problem modern gaming faces. And we've had a long time to try to, to fix these things. But it's, it's, it's an inherent part. Anytime you're playing a game online against other players, there are going to be players who have no life except that game. And people who have inexplicably spent thousands of dollars building top-of-the-line gaming PCs and have super-fast internet connections because that's all they do all day. There's an entire yeah. fucking industry, thanks to Twitch, of people who just professionally play games in front of other people on the internet. And that's how they make their living. <laughs> so when you're yeah. up against that, yes, the casual... And this is this is not just uh, you know us ranting. This is something that has been legitimately brought up uh, as as a problem with the modern video game industry is the more casual players that you know we work nine to five and then come home and want to pop in Call of Duty for an hour or two and to unwind and, and hang out with friends after work kind of deal like that crowd has by and large been completely passed over because we don't buy enough games and gaming accessories and new systems and and we're not the target audience anymore um, yeah and gamers gaming programmers try to level that playing field as much as possible. Um, most of the time when you have matchmaking, it's trying to pair you with people who are roughly your level, but depending where you're playing and what server you're on, and and it it's going to throw you in whatever game it can find you in, even if that means, like, you know, we had the other night playing with people who are, like, level 1,000. It's going to happen. Um or as the uh, cocky jackass gamers would say, just get good, bro. <laughs> just get good, bro. Quit yeah, bitching. Get, get good, bro. Get better. Uh, yeah, Scott. Spelled G I T G U D. Get good, bro. And to be fair, they're kind of not wrong. Yeah, they have a point. They have a point. Uh, maybe instead of get good, get on my level. Yeah. yeah, get goods easier to type. It is. It is. Get good, uh, bro. I will say this: the the worst online multiplayer experience I've ever had was playing the what's that game type? Uh, uh, Dota, or, or or it's like online multiplayer, but it's like a like top down. All right, damn it! This is what happens when I don't take notes. Hold on. Uh, I'm gonna look it up real quick so I know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, yeah, fill in. I well, I was gonna say I know Scott and I have had this discussion several times about logic and multiplayer games, and and I I think what one thing that kind of bugs me is like you get those kill cams, right, Scott? I never watch kill cams. Oh, okay. So it's just I, mean, kinda, I know they're there. I just don't watch them. Yeah. It's just kind of fr- I watch them every once in a while just to see, but it's just kind of frustrating. And I know, and I I know we've had this discussion, but it's frustrating when you're like shooting a guy center mass, yep, and they don't go down, and then you see the kill cam and they like shot you in the foot, yeah. And like I know I know we've talked about this, and like yeah. it's your perspective versus their perspective, whatever. Yeah, but so, that's what that's part of my frustration too, because so, that's what I'm seeing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, herein lies an interesting problem when it comes to certain people and and uh, this type of Call of Duty multiplayer, you know, playing against other people type thing. And you made the statement earlier, I guess, you know, Scott doesn't get frustrated. Well, it's not entirely true. You just don't show your frustration like we like John and I do, I guess. And that's because so I did at one point. So I've been playing Call of Duty and multiplayer Call of Duty and stuff since, well, fucking Call of Duty. Um, I think I've played almost every iteration. Here are the last couple, like Modern Warfare 2, I haven't picked up that stuff because my, 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 I, I've never, I haven't had a gaming group that played Call of Duty in a long time. Yeah. My, my original crew kind of stopped playing and, and everything like that. And, and so we, but, but many, many years ago, you know, about the time we were, about the time that um, World at War, Modern Warfare, Black Ops and stuff came out, yes, I was, we would, we would play multiplayer Call of Duty, you know, four to six hours a night. Right. And I mean, I would get to the point that when I, 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 there was literally at one point something happened and I was so pissed off. There was a screwdriver sitting like on the, the chair, the tray thing, the console next to my seat that I was sitting in. I picked it up and I heaved it across the room and I I, I embedded it point first into the closet door. Damn. <laughs> Jesus. I don't think Scott, I've ever been that enraged. <laughs> I, I, I have to share a story. <laughs> so this is this is from college. Yeah. Um when when Halo was the great equalizer because every guy on WKU campus uh circa two thousand four to two thousand five, every male played halo yeah even if you didn't own an xbox your roommate or a friend did and you went over and played halo i remember Uh, literally somebody would just stick their head outside their dorm room yell get on that halo and people would just jump on halo because the entire building was land connected oh yeah yeah Uh, yeah so (laughs) during it you know entire building because it was an all-male building uh session uh i get a uh i go down to talk to my buddy tyler tyler jones uh, cause I'm like, you know, Hey dude, I, what can I do? I keep, you know, keep getting killed. Give me some advice. Cause Tyler and Don Bacon were amazing at Halo and I was trash. And I walk in <laughs> and Tyler's just pissed, just fuming. And I can tell and, and, and Halo's on, but he's not playing. I'm like, what's it, everything? Okay. He's like, it's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. I was like, Tyler, what's wrong, buddy? And I looked down <laughs> and on the floor is an Xbox controller. In fucking pieces. Yep. He had gotten so pissed playing a, a session of Halo, he threw the controller against the cinder block wall and shattered it. He's just Ooh, like, yep. Yeah, I'm done playing Halo for a while, Peacock. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm I'm gonna go away now, Tyler. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I, yeah. I don't know, I guess I just over the years and stuff, like I I've I've come to uh, like it's just a game. Yeah, like it, it, it's not worth that frustration. And years ago, somebody gave me a piece of advice that, in my opinion, is one of the most is one of the best pieces of advice I've ever been given in my life. And I, I try, I try to keep this in the forefront of my mind. And that is, don't break it. <laughs> Whatever it happens to be at the time, 
It's going to seem like a good idea and your frustration and your rage and everything. You just yeah. don't break it because you're going to read it later. Yeah. I, like I said, I don't think I've ever hit that. I've never like rage quit or been that frustrated that I threw something. Wow. I just get frustrated because it's I have this like competitive nature inside myself that I don't bring out a lot except yeah. for like when I'm playing video games. And that's just it's just the competitive nature in me that. Yeah. And, well, therein lies an, another point that I, a philosophy that I've ado- adopted here in the last, I would say, 10 years. Because I'm not a real competitive person. Yeah. Make no mistake. When, when I play a game, whether it's a video game, a board game, role-playing game, whatever, I try to win. I mean, obviously, you, you want to win. Right. right. I mean, what you want. And everything, and you're going to have a good time. But I've come to realize, and and this is something else that I think is is a good good thing to keep in mind, that when you're playing games with friends, whether it's online in a video game, or on a tabletop for a board game or a role playing game, the more important thing in that environment is not what's on the table or what's on the screen. It's the people around the table. And that's where the enjoyment comes from. That's what you have to take away as an enjoyment. It's just spending time with the people. Um, actually, and see, so Scott, this this actually brings up a good point. Like I enjoy, I enjoy playing multiplayers with you guys. And like I said earlier, there are some multiplayers I enjoy more. I love when we play predator hunting grounds together. Well, hold on. We'll we'll get to. That. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean to to jump ahead i was just saying that i yeah like that's the kind of stuff i enjoy where it's like are you gonna die yes there are some really good guys as predators out there um and there's some not so great predators but it's us working as a squad together yeah and that's what i enjoy more than like trying to and Except for me, I tend to like run completely far ahead of everybody because. Oh, but that's what makes it great, Scott. Because you just take off running like a bat out of hell, and I know we're always on a party together, like a chat party. Yeah. But one time, I think one time I would like for us to play Predator and not use like I would like us to use the in-game chat because I want to hear what that fourth person is saying. (laughs) The fuck are you doing, (laughs) asshole? (laughs) Where the hell are you going? God, get that goddamn Whistler Prime. He ran off again. He won't even mud up. Why aren't you mudding up? Guys, there's a predator here. Yeah, but the blue button's this way. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, you know and, and even with even with games like... So if you look at Predator Hunting Grounds, or Predator, predator whatever. Yeah. Is, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Didn't sound right in my head. And you look at Call of Duty World War II. We're, it's kind of the same thing. The three of us are, you know, kind of a squad trying to complete an objective. The problem is, instead of having one person that's against us, there's multiple people against us. That that's a little bit of a difference. Yeah. And, and even if you, when you, when you have, when you're playing Predator, when you have somebody who's just really good at the Predator, they're gonna fucking kill you, like all over the place. Like it's, it's, you just get shut down. Yeah. And when you're playing any kind of any kind of competitive um multiplayer, 
you just have to accept that ultimately it's it's not fair and there are going to be people out there that are just infinitely better and they're just going to shut us down with well, call of, with call of duty and stuff it's a higher uh percentage because there's a higher number player base well along those lines uh i i've, I've done my homework now uh i want to share my worst ever multiplayer online experience okay so several years back uh i'm not a big online or pc player uh i'm just not i'm a console guy sorry um but i saw an ad on a show i was watching you'll figure out what show later um that dc comics had launched their new online video game which was a moba m-o-b-a which stands for Multiplayer Online Battle Arena, which is a, a game mode that came out of um, uh, players uh, creating mods for real-time strategy games. So it's that top-down RTS-style gaming, but against other players. All I knew was it was free-to-play, and it was you know DC characters throughout the multiverse, and one of the free-to-play characters was medieval green arrow so i was like oh well that sounds cool let's go give that a try so i download the game and i sign up for it and, and start you know select my character and, and get in and as to be expected get completely trashed the entire first game i ever play because i'm still learning what's happening and what's going on and, and what's going yeah it's a game style I've never played before it's a specific game i've never played before i'm learning as i go First game's over in the lobby. Uh, you know, everyone's hitting ready up again, and I hit ready up, and immediately in the the big chat window of everyone who's playing, oh, here we go, trash green arrows back. Fuck this guy. Oh, dude, dude, uninstall and kill yourself, dude. You're trash. And then one person, one person, guys, he's level one. He's been playing for twenty minutes. Give him a break. One person came back with that. <laughs> Everybody else is just like, you're trash. Go kill yourself. Get good. I was like, wow. Okay. I feel so welcomed here. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and that's something. And, and that's, that's, that's not uncommon. Like uh, the online gaming community for these games, these, these, you know, multiplayer PVP mm-hmm. team deathmatch style games called call of the duty style games. I almost said called Cthulhu style games, but now I want that multiplayer. Um, <laughs> uh, they're toxic. They are oh, yeah. very, very toxic. They will because it's because it's over the internet. It's anonymous. Mm-hmm. You don't have to see their face, and it's just it's complete trash. They will trash talk you. They will run you into the ground. They will say mean and nasty things. But you have to a you have to keep in mind two things. One, it's not personal. It can't be personal because they don't know who the fuck you are can't be personal by definition can't be personal they're just shouting stuff to the ether i don't know scott every now and then when i'm about to fall asleep at night the phrase trash green arrow just creeps into my mind again it feels pretty personal (laughs) to me it will feel personal to you i am not a trash green arrow you are you are not a trash green arrow i I was in this game i i I think i played a total of five games and then followed their advice and uninstalled and quit yeah see you shouldn't have done that uh because i didn't enjoy i I didn't enjoy the game style very much well and that's fine you may have enjoyed it had you not listened to them but here's also another thing anytime i'm playing these games so 90 percent of the time i only play these games when i'm playing with you all yep 
yeah, like I don't I don't play if I'm not playing with you all. Uh, back in the day, I'd play more when I was like because I was trying to level and prestige and stuff like that. But even then, um, I would just join a private party and I would mute everybody else because I didn't give two shits what they had to say. Yep. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't listen to them. Um, in fact, there was uh, there was one time I was playing. I think I was playing with with our friend Steve. We were playing Call of Duty. I think it was Black Ops. I don't know. It's been forever uh and stuff and i was playing and uh we weren't in a chat and he could hear everybody else and i couldn't because i i I had everybody muted uh and he texted me and he's like oh my god are you listening to this and i'm like no i have everybody muted he's like yeah they are fucking trash talking you to no end they are just like (laughs) all over you and i'm like okay i don't give two shits were they were they trash talking because you kept killing them they were mad at you so one of the perks that might be entertaining to listen to. No, so one of the perks of this game, uh, there were there were two perks that I had. Okay. One was called Last Stand. Okay. So, uh, when you died, you would go into Last Stand, so you'd kill them, but instead of just immediately dying, you would go into like this. You were down, you know, you couldn't run or anything, but you pull out a pistol. Yeah, that was Black okay. Ops. That was Black definitely Black Ops. Last Stand. Yeah, yeah. And then you <sighs> had this other one where you would shit out a grenade. Oh, nice. If you ultimately did expire, you would shit a grenade mm-hmm. just right where you died. So, literally, I would go into Last Stand pop, 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 and I'd get a lot of kills with Last Stand because they weren't expecting me to just start lighting them up with 9 millimeters. Right. Uh, and then, if they finally killed me again, they turn around and kill me or whatever sometimes, uh, I would shit a grenade and blow them up. And so, I get all <laughs> these, 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 these posthumous <laughs> kills and stuff. And they're like, oh, you fucked hard, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't give two shits. The game lets me do it. Fuck you. They're just trying to enjoy teabagging your corpse. And there you are shitting out grenades, Scott. Exactly. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, John. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Scott. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was done. Uh, John, I want to I try to cheer you up, okay? Okay. Okay. You, you shared your worst uh multiplayer gaming experience okay i want to share one of my favorites okay okay and scott i'm sorry this doesn't involve you i'm sorry well in that Uh, case i'm gonna be afk for a second because i need something to drink so yeah yeah you just uninstall and quit scott i'm just gonna uninstall and quit yeah yeah but the table i'm rage quitting this shit what a trash commander scott i tell you uh, so one of my favorite multiplayer gaming experiences, John, uh-huh. was uh, with you Aww. playing one of my all-time favorite co-op multiplayer games. Can I guess the title? Because I think yes. I was about to bring it up. Is it Army of Two? Oh, God, yes. Oh, okay, oh. go ahead. Same page. Oh, God, we dominated. Uh, I want to say we rented that game from Blockbuster. Like when I came to sounds visit, about right. Yep, we rented it because it sounded fun, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh yeah, I I rented this one other time. I it kind of sucked because I was by myself." And then you and I, I think, beat the game in a couple like, times. I think yeah, like in like two days or three days or something. Like the length of time I was down there. Oh yep. man, ah oh, God, it was we, so much fun. So Army Two, I think it was PS3. Um was a game built for co-op multiplayer. It was and not just that, but literally couch co-op. 
uh, or local co-op, whatever you want to call it, where you're literally it's you and somebody else playing on the same machine, watching the same screen on split screen, playing the game at the same time. Seems like a very outdated concept nowadays, but that's how it was in our day, and we liked it. Um, but yeah, Jay and I spent like a whole weekend just just uh, we played through the entire story campaign at least twice because um, the gameplay was fun. Again, it was built around two player, so it was perfect for the two of us. And then the icing on the cake was the crazy amount of unlockable weapons and customizations for weapons that you had to spend in game currency on. And so we masks. kept playing. Yeah, we kept playing again and again to, to, to rack up more in-game currency to go buy more stuff. Yes. Uh, and I don't mean spending real money. I mean in-game currency that we earned playing the game that we then spent on stuff in the game. Not this microtransaction bullshit. Right. Because you uh, were, I think, I think the plot was you were mercenaries. And yep. so you were getting paid for completing your mission, like completing your objectives. And I think I had a just a I think I had a saw, if I remember correctly, that was just modded to hell. And I remember the the ultimate unlock for all their paint schemes was bling, which would just turn everything like gold and silver. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Which would actually change the weapon stats because there was an aggro stat because part of the game was someone moving into a position and drawing aggro, meaning drawing all the attention from the NPCs so the other player could maneuver and then sort of you know, reposition and, and continue fighting and blinging your weapons up your aggro because they were obnoxiously bright yeah. and shiny. Uh, yeah, and then I also remember, so we beat that, and then we looked it up, and like, because I remember, I was like, I think they made a, sec- a second one of these games, and we looked oh, it up, and they did. Wait, so we immediately wait. went out to... Okay. Wait. Okay. Uh, bef- uh, before you say anything about the second game, I just want to okay. say one thing. Yes, this is going to resonate with you. Okay. Fuck vertical splits. <laughs> yes. Right up the pooper. Yeah. Um, okay, you talk? Yeah. No, no. That, well, we're coming back around to that. <laughs> so we immediately went out and yes, there was, I think they ended up making two or three of those games. We went out and got the second game because we were like, oh, dude, the second game's got to be even cooler. We pop it in. We get it installed. We're ready to play. It fires up. We go through all the, you know, the story cutscenes and blah, 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 blah. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. We want to fight. The first game was horizontal split screen. So you have the top yep. half of the screen, bottom half of the screen. When you're playing on a widescreen TV, your aspect ratio hasn't changed at all. You're just looking at a smaller screen because you're looking at the top half and the bottom half of the screen. Some genius decided to make the second game <laughs> vertical split screen, which and on a widescreen TV means everything is squished. Uh, and we we tried for maybe 45 minutes until we were both like, Jay, are, are you even enjoying this? And like, no, no, not really. Okay, we're fucking done. I don't yeah. even think we had the game rented for an hour before we took it back. Yeah. And then popped uh, in the first one and continued playing for several hours. Yes. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Army but 2 was that, great, man. Oh, I loved playing that game with you. Because like, I forgot about the aggro because I was... Like you were always the the littler dude. Yeah, there's the Rios and I forget the other guy's name, but yeah, there's the there's the Hoss the giant dude. swole dude that Jay played, and then there's the yeah, there's the the Rock and the Vin Diesel characters. They're both giant and swole, but one is more swole than the other. Yes, and uh, I just yeah. remember like when you brought up aggro again. I just remember like hiding behind cover and just 
blind firing because that was one of the coolest things about that game <laughs> just blind firing and then you're you're drawing the attention of everybody so that you could sneak around and get some kills i remember you when you figured out you could put a um a shield on the front of your, oh, your yeah. m249 because <laughs> yes. Yes. it upped your armor <laughs> yes yep oh man what a great game and then the yeah. Oh, the the whole like when you drop into a situation and you'd go back to back and like spin around. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, oh. you get that adrenaline rush where it would slow down and you'd be back to back, yes. but rotating to to clear out a section. And yeah. then like yeah, like shooting around each other. Oh. I remember the most annoying part was that fucking parachute one where one person had to control the parachute and somebody else. Had oh to yeah, shoot. that <laughs> sucked. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was oh. a great game. Uh, I I'd love to see him bring that back, man. That'd be fun. Which that's like, yeah, that's the whole idea to me. And Scott hit it too, where, you know, it's more fun to be with the people you're playing with. Yeah. And that's what I want. I want more multiplayer games where I can play with my friends instead of, and like with my friends against some sort of AI where it's not as high stakes of, oh, I just spawned and now I got shot in the face. Yeah. And, and for all the stuff we said earlier about, uh, you know, your Call of Duty style online play stuff, um, and not just single like Call of Duty, you know, Fortnite's the same way. But yeah. <clears throat> yes, we get you know, people play all the time. People build good machines. That's fine. We get it. We understand. But there's no denying the frustration of trying to play a game. And literally the other night, while playing Call of Duty World War II, after a match, my average lifespan was five seconds. Yeah. I would spawn, run around for five seconds, get killed. That was my average life for the duration of that match. So, yes, you can throw all the get a better machine, uh, get good, play more. You you can throw all that you want at me. At the end of the day, it's annoying as hell, and it's frustrating, and it makes you want to not play the game anymore. Right. And, and, and again, there's all kinds of ways they try to, to combat that, but it's just, it's, it's going to happen. So, and that kind of brings me to what I want to, to kind of transition to which is um a more recent development in the online multiplayer gaming style because that's where everything is going nowadays um which is the asymmetrical multiplayer game uh because i think we've had a lot more fun with those style games lately uh than we have the more traditional call of duty stuff so asymmetrical meaning yes it's multiplayer you're playing with and or against somebody else online but rather than like in call of duty where it attempts to evenly match both teams from the get-go this game is designed to be multi on one so examples friday the 13th the game asymmetrical multiplayer uh predator hunting grounds one predator four man fire team uh, the new Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, one ghost, four Ghostbusters. Uh, but the game is statted that way. So there are advantages that help the ghost. There are disadvantages to even the playing field so the Ghostbusters don't overpower the one ghost and vice versa with Predator to, to make sure that the one Predator isn't always at a disadvantage. And, and we can sit here and debate all day about, you know, and, and they it's a constant battle to make those styles of games as even as possible. And we can get into that if you want to. Um, but I feel like our group has more fun with those style of games. Yeah. And uh, as much as uh, Scott and I gripe about it, uh-huh. um, 
because we just weren't as into it as you, and which is surprising for me. But um, Aliens Fire Team. Yeah, what the hell, guys? Get into that shit. There's <laughs> DLC I can't play because y'all aren't done yet. Well, uh, when it, when it comes to Alien Fire Team, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I'll play once again. I'll play anything you know you all want to play, just because I'm I'm there to play with you all, not really what to play. Scott um, is the Mikey of games. He'll I eat am. anything. Um, but when it comes to that one, though, it, it, it is most definitely, you know, horde style zombie game. You know, you're just fighting hordes and hordes and hordes. And of those, I like those the least. Uh, I, I don't like the Call of Duty zombie stuff. That's that's fair. Horde. Yeah, I will say this, Scott. There are three alternate game modes in multiplayer we've never played through yet because you can't do it till you finish story mode. And and I'm not going to name names or point fingers, but certain people on this channel have still yet to complete the campaign. Actually, I think that's both of us. I wasn't naming names or pointing fingers. <laughs> Listen, we got to the last level, okay? We, we sure we, did. We got there. And you told me to run, and so I ran, and I was like, "I am running." But then, yep. you guys like tripped or something. I and you I, you pulled the Scott Cox, and you ran so far ahead of us that you were triggering every single alien <laughs> swarm and running past them. And me and Scott got specifically me got bogged down trying to deal with them all. And and I didn't realize that the game wasn't everyone gets out or you fail. I thought as long as one person got out, you were fine. Um, so my bad. Sorry. <laughs> Thought as long uh, as one person survived, we'd be okay, but apparently not. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the, the problem with that game, honestly, is the levels are so fucking long. Um, and you don't get a like midpoint save kind of thing. If you fail, you start all the way back over again, and that yeah. just kills any momentum. I thought for sure they'd have patched that by now or made that like a elite mode only or something, but they haven't, so but there are a shit ton of new weapons and player classes. And again, there, there's a whole, and I don't, this is stupid. I don't know why they did this. They buried all their multiplayer stuff. You have to complete the campaign before you play through it, which is stupid. So. Yeah. I like the option of multiplayer or campaign. Yes. Um, But I think it would be kind of cool to have a multiplayer campaign option. Like, Scott, do you want to go or do you want me to go? I mean, so I I, I know what I get what Jay's saying, and and he's not entirely wrong because there are there are games out there that that kind of specialize in um, multiplayer campaign co op campaign stuff. Uh, one of the the first ones that comes to mind, and we've talked about this, uh, uh, John, you and I have played it, uh, is Strange Brigade, because that's kind of its bread bread and butter. It is straight up a co op campaign shooter, where you're literally just going through, um, uh, like a 1950s or 1930s or something, a pulp style, um, you know, uh, dime novel heroes like Indiana Jones and stuff, and and you're 99 fight, mummy. Yeah, you're fighting against mummies and zombies and 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 all this good stuff and you're literally playing through a campaign story against AI. That's what you're doing. Uh there is no that I'm aware of PVP um uh multiplayer for Strange Brigade. It is all co-op story. Um 
uh, a couple of the others that are our campaign story are of course Diablo is 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 co-op uh, story and stuff. Uh, they got the seasonal play. It's a little less campaign, but you can do the campaign if you want co-op with that. Of course, it's top down. Uh, Destiny is out there. That's pretty much all co-op. There's no PvP outside of the. I think it's called the arena. Is it called the arena? Is that what it is? Or something? The Crucible. That's what Crucible. It's called. Yeah, we call the Crucible. Crucible, which is if well, that's a special seasonal thing of the arena. Yeah. Yeah, you, you you can do you can do PvP if you want, but primarily it's around co-op uh, gameplay. But it's a grind, and it, it's not the same thing as a co-op story. I mean, it is and it isn't. It, it's it's a little bit of a hybrid. Um, but yeah, there's not there's not a lot of games. There are a few out there that do it uh, and do it well. Uh, most of your your online multiplayer is PvP, uh, call it Call of Duty style. Um, and and I, I kind of wish there were more uh, games that would do an online co-op story game than there are, but there are there are ones out there that do it. Um, they're just in the minority right now. Yeah. Um, and, and and stuff. So that being said, what I what I thought Scott was going to jump on, but I'm going to jump on Jay. Not on the show. But when we're done, I need your address. Okay. Because I'm just going to send you a copy of Destiny 2. <sighs> and I know, look, let's just, just, just hear me out. Just hear me out. I know you played Destiny 1 and didn't enjoy it very much. And that's fine because Destiny 1 had lots of issues. I get that. I understand that. All I'm saying is give Destiny 2 a chance. I think you'd really love it. Because it's exactly what you say you want out of these games. It is from the ground up built as online co-op. It's you and two other people. A three-man fire team is what the entire game is built around. Going from planet to planet, fighting various factions of, of enemies that are all unique and different, uh, and big boss fights. And 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 as you level up, you can do even harder raids. And uh, I frequently call them vaults or whatever, where you go through different, uh, like a bunch of different raids strung together. And you have you have uh, vehicles like hover cars to fly around to traverse on the planet. You have a spaceship you can customize when you travel from planet to planet. There's a plethora. Uh, of of weapons and and guns to customize. There's like I think we're up to three, six, nine different classes, uh, three classes, and each of them have multi subclasses to choose from for your gameplay style. Everything from gunslinger to whatever they call it, the Captain America one, where you throw your shield, Scott. Um, Guardian, I think. Yeah, it it is literally everything you've just talked about wanting. And I know you had a, a, a you did not enjoy Destiny One. I get that. All I'm saying is, it is super cheap right now. I am going to send you a physical copy. All I need you to do is install it and give it a shot. No. Can I talk to Megan? No. Okay. I'll just text her then. No. I, I, maybe I will look into downloading it. No, I'm, I'm serious. This, this is your Christmas present, dude. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to send you a physical copy. And that way, if you hate it, you're not out the money. Because I get it. I understand me and Scott get kind of distracted by new games and, and you know, 
we'll be all about a game for a while then something else comes down the pipe and we jump onto that for a while and i get that can be kind of expensive so i'm fine to take the money to hit on it and while you're waiting you can break out that copy of bridge crew (laughs) yes because scott wants to play that so bad scott gives everyone he meets that owns a ps4 a copy of bridge crew I, I think I've bought. Hang on. One, the game just went platinum because of Scott. <laughs> three, four, five. I think I've, I think seven copies. <laughs> nice. You, you know that scene in the '89 Batman where Joker walks into Axis Chemicals? He's like, "How many can you ship? We're taking them out a whole new door." That Scott just walked into the gaming plant that makes <laughs> Star Trek Bridge Crew. How many can you ship? <laughs> I'm taking uh, him out a whole new door. Yeah. Uh sorry. But but while we are discussing it, I I yes. I thought maybe our listeners would enjoy my idea of okay. a multiplayer game. Okay. That because I talked to you guys about it. Mm-hmm. And I I'm a big fan of the World War II aesthetic in gameplay. Yeah. Um, ever since like Medal of Honor, like the original Medal of Honor and oh, Call yeah. of Duty. Uh, those games, man, I had those and I loved yeah. playing the campaign. Oh, the old Medal of Honor games are great, great games. Yes. And, you know, there was like Medal of Honor, the Pacific and there was like Frontline and all that. I loved them. I loved all of them. Uh, but one thing I've never seen is like an option of being something different because you're always you're always infantry you know you're Mm -hmm. always this this foot soldier which i understand because it's a first person shooter i get that but i think with today's technology i think it would be cool to have uh multiple (laughs) story campaigns that you could do um like you want to be you want to be part of a squad like an infantry squad you could do that. Or like if you wanted to be a paratrooper and you're part of, what was it, Operation Market Garden? Yep. Well, so hang on real quick. I, yeah. I get what you're getting at, but I, yeah, yeah. I, I'd have to throw some stuff in here. First of all, uh, when it comes to a video game setting, right? Yeah. Uh, there is going to be virtually no difference between playing as part of an infantry squad and playing as part of a paratrooper squad. Because once paratroopers are on the ground, guess yeah, what? Yeah. They're just infantry squads. Uh, yes i guess the way they're deployed is 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 different and operation mark and garden was kind of a flop they didn't actually do anything um um, but um and and right now with call of duty world war ii you could play as an infantry squad like we could get two more people and just play as a cohesive squad but but the problem with playing as a cohesive squad of infantry is you have to get people to do their job instead of just running off and do what they want to. People have well, to have yeah. I'm gonna jump but, in there. The problem with trying to play as a cohesive squad in a Call of Duty game is you're playing a Call of Duty game. Yeah. The people but, you're playing against, even if they're a team that plays together, don't play like an infantry squad. They're online shooter players right. yeah. and they play differently. So you, you yeah. We could, you know, approach carefully and quietly using cover and defilade, and then they're just going to run in and Leroy Jenkins us. You know, someone's yeah. going to jump off a building with well, a bazooka and blow us all up. Yeah, well, now, but 
at the same time, what Jay is about to suggest here, I think, does have merit. Okay. So, go ahead, Jay. Oh, so, so like, okay, so, yes, Scott, I will say infantry or paratrooper, same idea. Um, but I think it would be neat also to be part of the armored division. So, being a part of a tank crew. I've never seen that in a, I mean, I'm, I might have seen that in a game where, like, you have to take command of the gun in yeah. like a call of duty game or something but you are not actually a crew running a tank yeah yeah. like with with the tank commander the gunner the driver you know all the parts to run the tank yeah um i also personally because i i know tank being a tank crew would be cool but to me personally what i think would be cool is being in like a bomber crew where you've got the waist gunners, the tail gunner, the turret gunner, or the belly, the ball turret gunner. Um, I would I would say maybe not the pilot and co-pilot. Well, uh, so co-pilot, co-pilot would probably, you'd have to get creative to have a co-pilot. You definitely need a pilot because you need somebody flying uh, the thing. The ball turret is pretty much only going to come into play in a B-17 because I don't think the B-25s or the B-29s had a ball turret. I don't know. I'd have to go back. I think they had a belly. They had a belly gun, didn't they? I don't know. You keep going, Scott. I'm going to look. Um, you know, and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, if you had a like, like, but but B-17 is kind of like the iconic, you know, World War II bomber. So yeah, if you had a pilot. Uh, uh, ball turret, tail gunner, side gunners, bombardier, uh, because the bombardier also man- managed a gun. Uh, I think they managed the nose gun when they weren't yeah. on the front uh, and stuff, you know. So, yeah, you can have a crew served vehicles as a game. That would be fun. Uh, the uh, B-25 Mitchell did not have a, a belly gun. Yeah, I didn't think the B-25 did, and I don't think the B-29 does either. It, I, I, I thought it, the 29 I, had everything. It, it might, the B-29 might have had, because there's two flying today. There's Doc and Fifi. Uh, and I'm trying to remember the last time Doc was in town. It's been several years. Um, the Sorry, I'm still just looking. The B-29. Doc was in town in March. What are you talking about? Yeah, but the last time I was there. Last time I saw it. The B-24 no. Liberator the, the, had a belly gun. The, the, the Doc was belly here gun. in yeah. March. Um, okay. Although, although I have to say, I have to say, uh, the crew of of Doc uh, missed a a a a a, a kind of not once in a lifetime, but they missed an opportunity with with that. Um. So when when I was aboard Doc, you know, when we because I didn't get to fly in her because it was too expensive to fly in her. Um. But uh, we went we went through the tour and everything, and you could see. So in in most of these, I know the B-17, I know the B-29, I think the B-25 had it as well. I'm not sure if the Liberator did or not. But there's a flare gun, okay, that's mounted in the hull. So the rear of the gun is inside the plane. The the, the muzzle, the barrel is outside the plane, right? And it's, it's rear loading, so you can load a flare into it and then fire the flare outside, right? And I saw that. I thought, oh, cool, it's the flare gun, you know, and stuff. I thought that was cool. And then, so, later on that day, they took people up for a ride, and and right after takeoff, they had to circle back around, right? And 
land because apparently one of the passengers on on the plane on on uh, uh, on the B twenty nine started freaking out once they kind of got up in the air, and she was kind of having a panic attack. So they had to 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 to, to interrupt the the flight real quick to land to let her off, and they missed an opportunity to fire the flare gun. When they came in, the purpose <laughs> of the flare gun on these bombers was as they got back to base, they would shoot their flare when they landed to let the ground crew know they had wounded on board. <laughs> that would have been great. Yes, exactly. I know. Like, like, how does the crew not go? We need to fire the flare gun because that would just be fucking awesome. You know, uh, I love it. But uh, I think Scott, like, yeah. You would need a pilot, but I, I feel like the pilot position in that multiplayer game would be kind of boring. No, no, it depends on how you handle the flak and and, and, the, and the gunners and stuff. Plus, you also have to hit your, your uh, you have to avoid the flak and hit your, 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 your bomb run corridor. Like, I, I don't this think... This is it, why Jason needs to be here. Maybe not for the Western Gaming Convention, but at some event somewhere where Artemis is happening. And Jay needs to play Artemis. He does. Unfortunately, uh, Artemis will not be back for the gaming convention next year. Well, then neither am I. <laughs> it's in the contract. Uh, uh, no, but, it, Sorry. Go ahead, Jay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was I, just going to say, I think that would be a lot of fun because... It is something I you you do parts of it like I think a Call of Duty when you're the gunner in the AC-130 um, Spectre I think is the name of it yeah. which is cool and you're you're running like you're doing that part of it or like you individually do part of it but to be working as a crew together to achieve your objective yeah yeah, yeah. would be a lot of fun well. And as part of the that's part of the reason why I like Bridge Crew because Star Trek uh, Bridge Crew, to my knowledge, is the only game that does this format. This is exactly what you're talking about. So you have you have four different positions, Jay, for Star Trek Bridge Crew. You have Captain, Helm, Tactical, and Engineer. Yeah, and, I went through the tutorial. Yeah, and you're you're on a bridge. Um, and, and of course, the captain's you know calling stuff and everything. The the helmsman, of course, steers the ship. The tactical raises shields, lowers shields, and 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 does all his stuff. Uh, the engineer does power allocation and and repair crews and all that good stuff. Uh, I think it's a fun game, and not just not just because I'm a Trekkie. I think it's a a a, a, um, uh, a game format that does need to be explored in other versions, um, but. It also has a little bit of a downfall, like when you're, because at one point, because like I said, you know, like we said, I, I've bought a physical copy of the game for everybody that I'm personally friends with that has a PlayStation, because I want them to play it with me, but I understand that it's not something people are going to buy for themselves, so I'll just, I'll, and also it's like, you can find copies on eBay for like 10 bucks, it's not a super expensive game. Um but uh, uh, Obi John and I were playing with a mutual friend of ours once. Uh, I, I got a copy for him, and and he hopped on with us. And so I'm the captain. He's helm. Obi John is tactical because he likes tactical. That's that's kind of his station. I like the pew pews. He likes the pew pews. It was funny. 
because I'm sitting there and I'm I'm looking on my console and I'm looking at our mission objectives and everything like that and it comes up and and we're we're sitting outside of a space dock and uh um and and, and so I'm like okay let's let's get this party started right you know and I'm like all right helm uh all back full come left to three three zero and the guy playing helm he's this is the first time he's playing and he's going um what <laughs> <laughs> Scott was in full role play mode and yeah it was it was good <laughs> which is the best way to play bridge crew you do have uh, to get in, get full in character uh well and, and here's <clears throat> I'm with you Jay if someone made that game we would buy it. We would play the shit out of it. We would have fun with it. Oh yeah. But uh, the, the the problems with that are, are twofold. Number one, and this is something Bridge Crew does fairly well. You've got to make it playable for just one person because there's no the, your options are either have friends who play it or get paired up with random strangers or somehow crew the entire thing by yourself. Bridge Crew does that pretty well. First of all, there's only four positions. Yeah, uh, and and most of that stuff can be handled by three of those positions. I'm not saying captain is superfluous, but uh, the captain is is mostly crewing. You know, he's he's th- that old phrase: the the conductor plays the whole orchestra. It's kind of what the captain does. Yeah. Um, and and bridge crew allows you if you're playing with um, you know only say two players, you can swap around positions as needed. Or if you're playing a single player, you can swap to yeah. whatever position. You, know, you, you can have an AI doing one, or you can just jump and take over that console yeah. if it's what's pressing and needs to be done. You can do... So you can have a mode like that with, say, your, your tank crew or your bomber crew game. But with the bomber crew, it's a lot of crew positions. Where do you jump to? And then, and then you get balancing issues of how do we balance it so one person can jump around and not, you know, if, if I'm trying to jump between every position in the bomber crew, just myself, I'm going to get blown out of the sky. Uh, and, and, and so that, that becomes the whole issue. Um, I'm with you. I, I, I would love someone to put the development time into that because that would be a cool kind of game. Um, but I think there's a reason we don't see that game style very much. Yeah, it's 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 it requires you to have a whole crew to play it. Because Scott, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we've ever had a full four person crew on Bridge Crew. I think we've had it once. We've we been playing it for how long? Yeah, only once we've had a yeah. four, full 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 four person crew. Um, yeah, yeah. So and that's only four people. So yeah, I get what you're saying, John. I think my way around i'm not a game developer but my way around it would be like if you're fly if you're doing a solo campaign then you are picking a position and that is your position for the duration of the campaign yeah but 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 then you have to be able to code you're just back to call of duty yeah yeah where you're just doing one thing on a instead of being a whole crew yeah yeah i mean literally if if you pick like let's say you pick you know, if you're on a B-17 crew and you pick ball turret, all you're doing is shooting down AI fighters. That, that, that's it. That's all you're doing. You're not. You're not doing anything to complete the objective. Sounds fun to me, though. Because, <laughs> because yeah. Scott, you, you and I both know that our favorite game mode on uh, uh, 
Star Wars Battlefront is the multiplayer uh, fighting, the the fighter one, the fighter assault. We both love fighter assault. Uh, Why don't we yeah. just play squadrons? Well, so, so here's the thing. That's I, all we're going to do. Well, no, hang on. Now, I, I do love squadrons, but squadrons <laughs> is a different game than Battlefront uh, Starfighter. Uh, because Battlefront Starfighter is it's third person. It, it's just team deathmatch, but with fighters instead of people. Uh, that's all it is. Battlefront, so but Star Wars Squadrons, you're in cockpit. Everybody's in cockpit. There's no third person, which means it's a totally different way of uh, of target acquisition, and and your your whole thing of of what you have to do is is a little different. Um, it's a different experience. There are times I want to play Squadrons, and there's times I want to play Battlefront uh, Starfighter. Look, I'm going to cash in my Jason right here. I think it's fucking stupid that Battlefront has Starfighters in it, because that's stupid. That's not, that defeats the entire goddamn purpose of Battlefront. There are a billion fucking games out there where you can go fly a starship in Star Wars. There, in the 90s, there were you know, X-Wing and TIE Fighter and Rebel Assault. and, and all. There's plenty of games where you can go fly a spaceship. There's only a handful of games where you can go be a non-Jedi Star Wars character, just be a trooper on the front line fighting in these massive battles we see in the Star Wars. And then they had to go and ruin it all by throwing freaking Starfighters into it. Well, rant over. Hey, John, Jay, I appreciate I, I appreciate your rant. Uh-huh. Uh, but you can't be the Slave One or the Millennium Falcon in Squadrons. I don't care. I do. Hey, hey, I, I don't care. It's squadrons. When have you ever seen a squadron of Millennium Falcons? Never. Hey, hey, hey Jay, after uh, after the show, you want to you want to pop onto some Battlefront uh, Starfighter? <sighs> play play some play some Battlefront Squadrons. Yeah, sounds play, good. Uh, Battlefront Squadrons. Yeah. Battlefront Squadrons. <laughs> I like that idea. It's fine. I'm gonna go play Alien Colonial Mer- or not uh, Alien Fireteam Elite <laughs> by myself. <laughs> So, hey Scott, can we can we have a squadron? Can we have part of our squadron be the slave one when we're playing uh, Battlefront squadrons? Can we, we do can, that? We we can hey. do that, Jay. In fact, in fact, we can have slave one Boba Fett era and slave one Jango Fett era at the same so we, time. So we could have a squadron of slave ones. I we can that. have a squadron of slave ones. There's there's three different iterations of the Millennium Falcon. We could have a squadron of three have, Millennium Falcons, John. Yeah, Millennium Falcons out there, exactly. I am jiggy with it, Jay. <laughs> Doesn't that yeah, sound no, great, you, John? You, you can't do that because those are all in different eras, and you have to pick your era. No, not John. not Starfighters. They're all the same. Okay, okay. Yeah. John, doesn't that sound fun, John? No, it sounds dumb. <laughs> we'll let you be Lando Cal- Calrissian, Millennium Falcon. I don't want to be a Millennium Falcon. What do you want to be? I don't want to be a Starfighter. If I did, I'd go play Squadrons. <laughs> you know, a game uh, built from the ground up to be a fun Starfighter piloting game. Not a hack-on mode to a game but, that's supposed to be and, about ground wars. And it is a fun Starfighter game. Because I have to say, I love being in the cockpit of an A-Wing in Squadrons. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and I love flying the Slave One. So, 
Which you love it so much, why don't you marry it? Which you can't call it the slave one anymore. Yeah, Jay, it's called the fire spray gunship. Get it right. Jeez. Yeah, Disney have put the the kibosh on slave mm-hmm. one. Excuse me, slave one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So anyway, I enjoy flying the slave one. It's uh, it's a good time. Jay's racist views do not represent that of the Tottenham Radio Network. <laughs> <laughs> now that's uh, fair. There have been other you know, slaves of other races throughout history. But it's the first one. That's why it's the Slave One. I don't think uh, it's... <laughs> Let's be honest. Slave One was a dumb name to begin with, okay? All right, that's fair. Um, what I, I just want to... My, my final thought is that I enjoy playing multiplayer games when you're playing with friends and you're not necessarily overly concerned with how long you're going to live. Because, um, like, I speaking of battlefront starfighter assault i i think scott can attest to this i don't get nearly as upset playing that he does not i i will agree yeah and i i think it's because like i don't want to say i stand a better chance but i really do i stand a better (laughs) chance in that than i don't know i don't think so like like when we play battlefront starfighter assault like you're like oh i died oh i died again i died (laughs) Oh, I died again. It's like you die all the time in both. Yet, for, it's like, like okay, here's Jay playing Battlefront. No, no, here's, here's, here, no, here's the difference. When you're playing Battlefront Assault Starfighter, whatever the hell I'm supposed to call it for the joke now, it's, it's oh, I died. When you're playing Call of Duty, it's, oh, I got killed. See, it's amusing and funny to Jay when he like flies into an asteroid or gets too close to a you know piece of space trash, or because yeah, then you then you hear the <laughs> I ran into a piece of space trash. Well, I, I mean, versus get, Call of Duty, I got killed again. God damn it! Well, but you get that. So so yeah, yeah, I mean, and you run into stuff. I run into stuff. So but but yeah, even even when he gets shot down by people, Jay's like, oh, what's his name? Got me again. Oh my god, that by that guy playing kill. Here's the thing. That guy playing Kylo Ren, like he's just kicking our ass. Like he's killed me like thirty times or something. That's what I get for from Battlefront. What I get from Call of Duty World War Two is, oh my gosh, I can't see how how they can do that. Like how can they kill me so quickly and blah blah. Like it's rage. Yeah, I, you know what? Same, it's the same thing, Jay. I don't get it. Yeah, I. Th- you know what, Scott? I think I do have an explanation. Okay, go ahead. Okay, I know, and we've discussed this at length while playing Call of Duty World War II. Yeah. But because I'm so, like, grounded in the realism of uh-huh. this, is, and this is not how a gun works. Yes, yes. Like, I, yeah. I, I really am. And you're yep. right. I nope. And you're, as much as you want to change it, you're not. You can't. Nope. And, and yeah. I, go ahead, Scott. Well, no. So, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. This is yeah. the fundamental difference. And I, I struggle with this as well. Because you and I have fired real firearms and weapons in real life. We know yes. how they work. Yes. We know how they do it. So you're going to pull the weapon up and you're going to sight down the weapon you're going to acquire your target. You're going to have your sight picture, and then you're going to squeeze your round off and make your shot. 
Yes. Because they're real-world applications. So when you and I play something like Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, World War II, whatever, we are looking at it from the perspective of a real weapon. Yes. And in a in a video game, they do not behave that way. Right. Um, so for for literally for, for, for the game coding aspect, uh, there is a setting on each weapon called ADS. Each weapon has from a code perspective, from from actual coding in game, a, a, a an, an ADS setting and a sprint out. ADS setting. ADS stands for what Peacock, you're you're an expert on the acronyms now. Automated ADS. dialing service. No, but you're <laughs> I, I, I admire I admire your 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 uh, your, your uh, commitment to to the, the acronyms, sir. Uh no, ADS is aiming down sight. Okay. So Jay, in World War II, like what weapon are you using primarily right now? Uh, I was using well. I start the Lewis gun. I used the most Lewis gun. Yeah, it's one of the one of the ones you start with, right? Yeah, uh, and everything. Uh, so the Lewis gun, as of 2018, because I actually have this chart pulled up. <laughs> uh, it's aiming down sight is 300 milliseconds, which means from the time that you press the L2 trigger. To the time that you can fire the gun is a minimum of 300 milliseconds. Okay? Okay. Because the game has to lose the ability to fire the weapon while it's transitioning from hip fire to aiming down sights. Right. Because those are two different modes. If you are in a sprint, if you are sprinting with the weapon and you stop and pull the left-hand trigger, it is 350 milliseconds until you can fire that weapon okay okay um and a lot of people take advantage of this and literally they they do what's called quick scoping which means that they're not caring about what the sight picture is they are just trying to fire the weapon as quickly as the game will allow because the game will register a one-hit kill because of the way the code comes out. But you and I, because we have experience with real-world weapons, we are waiting until that... So so if we wait, like the Lewis gun, if we wait until we pull that up, and then we start looking down sights, your, your 300 milliseconds now goes to like five to 700 milliseconds. So you're almost doubling your time because we are waiting until we can see what's on the screen because we have yeah. to wait for our brains to react. Gamers are not waiting for their brains to react. They don't care. They're literally starting to fire from the hip, pulling the ADS up and continuing to fire. So they're letting the code do the work for them. And I struggle yeah. with this as well. But in Star Wars, you don't have this. You don't have this mental block because these are futuristic weapons that you've never fired yourself personally because they don't exist in the real world. Uh, I'm sorry, Scott. I got to stop and call bullshit on that. If you can't tell the difference between holding a firearm and a range 
and and firing it and holding a controller while sitting on your couch in front of the TV. I I don't I do not see the connection mentally. <clears throat> I I don't I don't understand and, how, and, how and that translates. And, and I do. And I've fired plenty of real world weapons, so I don't yeah. understand your mental connection between the two. Yeah, but <clears throat> you started out. You started out on video games, right? Slow J. No, I started out on fire. <laughs> No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. I was shooting real life firearms far before I was shooting firearms in a video. And did that ever have any effect on you playing Doom or Quake or any of that shit? Doom Doom is not real world weapons. Yeah, I know. I understand what I'm saying. There's no connection between I fire real world weapons and I play video games. Uh, let me I, John, let me see if I can explain it. Okay. I would with that. Let me let me explain my thinking. And if you think okay. I'm wrong because I don't fire guns enough, I can take Julian in on this too, and he'll call bullshit on you. Uh, look, look it. It's not. It's just the way my brain is wired. For me, I have to aim down the sights of the gun and pick up my target that way. And to me, that's how everybody is playing the game. They're not. Yeah. And no, I they're understand. Not. They're not. And I. And I understand that. I do. I recognize it outside of game. I recognize, hey, they are not doing the same thing I am. But in my mind, when I'm playing the game, everybody's doing it the same way I am. Well, and 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 I I have to agree with Jay here because when I first started playing Call of Duty games and stuff, I had a hard time because I wanted to pull the weapon up, aim down the sights, and then squeeze my trigger. I had to retrain myself to play the game, not fire the real world weapon. When when you were playing Robo Recall in in VR, yes, uh, I, I will take that excuse because you're physically well, not physically, but you're simulating physically standing there holding the weapon in your hand. Yeah, I'm fine with that. But again, sitting on my couch in front of yeah. a TV yeah. with a controller in my yeah. hand. Yeah. There is no mental connection between that and I'm holding an actual firearm yeah. in yeah. person firing yeah. it. And maybe not for you. I, I, I can't I can't attest. That's a, that's a completely different sensory I, I, thing. I, I can't attest for you. Because you, you saw me when I was playing Robo Recall. Yeah, and that I totally get it. Yeah. Because that's meant that. to simulate reality. Yeah. yeah. But once again, I mean when I'm when I was playing like originally, <laughs> uh, when I when I was playing Call of Duty and stuff with real world weapons that I have actual familiarity with. Like, um, I would hit the left trigger, okay, and I would wait until I could see on screen what it was looking like down sights before I would pull the right trigger. Yeah, that's what I do. That's how I play every first-person shooter. And you can't play first-person shooters like that and expect to be competitive, because that's not how the game works. Now, once once I get back in the groove... The first thing I pull is my right trigger. I don't care what's going on. I don't care who's in front of me because I, because I retrain myself to start firing first. Then I'll pull that left trigger and I'll dial in my sight once the aiming down sight comes up. I, I have to agree with Jay on this one. Sorry. That's fine. Yeah. I'm just saying I don't I do not understand the 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 mental connection. It I don't know. I can't explain it any other way. It's just that's just how I like 
Yeah. I don't know. So, so I just Jay, have to do it that yeah, way. <laughs> I, I, I get where you're coming from, Jay. And, and going forward, you know, when we're playing like Call of Duty World War II and stuff, in all honesty, when you see an enemy or actually when you see anybody, it doesn't matter who it is because friendly fire is turned off. Right. Thank God. Yeah. So <laughs> it doesn't matter who it is. When you see somebody in front of you, I want you to retrain yourself. I know it's going to be hard. I, I get it. It's hard. But you squeeze that right trigger first, then left. And I, like, I, I, I do try that sometimes. I just, um, I don't know. I know. It takes practice. But you start firing, then you pull that weapon up and you dial it in. Jeez, John, what are you breaking over there? I'm just hitting my mic, apparently. Yeah, Sorry. he's hitting his phone. Uh, so anyway, anyway yeah. Anyway. Uh, I need more multiplayer co-op in my life. Apparently, I'm getting that from John. So it's okay. I'm gonna send you Destiny Two. So what? I, yeah, I was just yeah. Give give me one afternoon of the three of us playing Destiny Two, and I think I can convert you. I'll hey, be like Destiny Two. Come it, to the it, Destiny it is, side. Is, we have cookies. It is, fun, it is a fun little game and everything. My my biggest concern with that is all the DLC stuff. Like, you gotta pay a little extra for this. And a little extra. Well, the, the version I'm sending him has uh, the first three expansions, which will get him, which is everything I have too. So there's some yeah. stuff we won't have access to. But as far as you jumping on and playing multiplayer, we'll be fine. My, my The biggest issue with Destiny, and this is something me and you have talked about, Scott, and something the player base is still complaining about, even though it's a five year old game at this point, is yeah. the, the, the interface is the most ass backwards non uh um um i can't think of words non-intuitive like it doesn't tell you how to find anything yeah yeah trying to navigate the menus to get to the thing you want is very confusing in that game yeah i agree but he'll have us to walk him through that i think the first time he hops on a little scooty puff jr and flies around a planet and then jumps in a spaceship to go to a different planet uh and then sees all the billions of guns he can get and customize and i think i I think we'll hook him i mean yeah it's 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 a it's a first person shooter it's cooperative with a three-person fire team which is perfect for us it's futuristic it has futuristic guns i know you like the world war ii aesthetic so do i but uh you also like sci-fi so as so as i and, and everything it's got a lot of stuff in there that's really good there's 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 pvp stuff as well like there's there's kind yep. of team deathmatch stuff in there as well, but there's story modes that you can go through co-op uh, against AI. It's it's kind of got everything. Raids we can do once we get leveled up better. Yeah, I'll even build a new character and and, and level through with you. I will too. Uh oh, well, multiplayer games. Boy, this one, this thanks for hanging in there. I know that's your line, John, but it's fine. Go ahead and close this out, Jay. It's your close show. Out, no, no, no. You go. You go ahead. I, no, I'm not mad. Go. I'm not. I'm not. I, mad. I, I'm fine. I, I, I'm not mad. Why would I be mad? Why would I be? Hang on. No. Wait. I got that. I got that. Okay. I got that right here. Just, just two seconds here. Where's it at? Jay Mad. Jay Mad. Where's Ah? Where's Jay Mad? Damn it. I know it's just weird. hit R two, Scott. No, no, it's not just R two. I've got it. Oh, you son of a, where are you? There it is. Hang on. Really? Oh, you. My settings are wrong. Damn oh it. no. 
Oh, I got oh, it. I got it. So I figured oh, okay. it out. All right, take two. I'm not. I'm. I'm not mad. Why would I be mad? I have nothing to be mad about. I have no reason to be upset about anything. Nothing at all. No reason to be upset at all. <laughs> and with that. Like Jay said, thanks for sticking with us. This has been a long one. Let us know what are your favorite kinds of multiplayer games? What are your, what are your favorite specific multiplayer games? Favorite multiplayer modes? Uh, 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 what all did we do? Is there a correlation between real-world firearms and, and video game firearms? And does it goof you up to? Am I way in the minority on this? Uh, what else did we discuss? Uh, uh, what's your favorite weapon in Mario Kart? Uh, I don't know. I'm reaching Ooh. here. Thanks for oh, what Ooh. you got, Jay. I got one. I got one. Okay. <laughs> do, do they need an updated version of Army of Two for John and I to play? Uh, yeah, more like why isn't there one yet? Hurry, I, Jay. I still have my PS3. I'll dust it off, man. Uh, <laughs> until then, thank you for sticking with us. Uh, this has been your weekly nerd alert.